0: Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Um, we have a special interview we're going to be doing here at uh, Christian Grads Fellowship. We are growing and uh, we have the really excellent opportunity to sit here and have a discussion with our new Director of Campus Ministries and uh, we're excited to sit down and have this conversation. It's a conversation I've been wanting to have for quite some time. Um, and so I hope that uh, I hope it, it, you, you enjoy it and uh, I just want to invite you to sit back and relax. Chris Grad's Fellowship Podcast starts right now. Hey, we're back and uh, we are excited to be sitting here with our new Director of Campus Coaching. Um, Funmi. why don't you uh, take a minute and introduce yourself to the listeners?
1: Hi there. Uh, my name is Funmi Roberts Ibiwonjumi. Originally from Southwest Nigeria, uh, some 52 years ago. <laughs> And I'm now based in the US since past three years. I've uh, gone a little bit all over the world through the unmerited grace of God. That's enabled me to be an international minister of the gospel and church planter for over 20 years. And teaching, pastoring, counseling, discipling, evangelizing, leading the church leadership, empowering and making various ministry experiences Across Africa, Middle East, the USA. So,
0: so you know, it'd be nice if you could show us and demonstrate you've actually accomplished something. That's just kidding. it's a joke. Um, no, your resume. When when we first met, your resume was just so impressive. Um, your background is not just in ministry, though, right? You've you've got uh, you've got some business background as well.
1: Yes, I have twenty five years experience with Shell Oil Company as an exploration and development professional, a petroleum geologist. And that, as that uh, work took me to various places, including Houston in the early 2000s on a posting and also in, to Oman in the late 2000s to early 2010s. So I've had that privilege of having a platform to do ministry using the oil and gas job opportunity created by Shell.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's, it's, it's an amazing background. Um, You know, it's, it's, you know, we've talked, it's kind of similar to mine. I've got um, a fair bit of external business experience as well, which is, which is great in a situation um, like we find ourselves in. Um, I think it's important for ministry folks to have that external experience as well. So, um, you know, one of the things that, that we were looking for is somebody with an advanced degree. And funny, your story of your, uh, of your doctoral work, um, is just incredibly inspiring. And I wonder if you'd be willing to share that story. I know you and I have talked about it quite a bit, but you want to be sharing that story about, about the, the, the amount of, um, let's say, stick-to-itiveness you had to have in order to complete that doctorate degree.
1: Oh, thanks so much, Andy. It's quite an interesting story for myself, even, let alone sharing with others. I, I had failed six times in trying to do
0: a doctorate degree in geology. Now, wait a minute. Let's let's clarify because, you know, of course, you know, when you say I failed six times, that doesn't mean that you were academically unsuccessful. You were, I want, I'm going to call it geographically unsuccessful. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, maybe that's fair. Go going to put it light, right? Uh, you know, it's all part of the pressures. You don't have the ability to predict what's going to come, but you want to do your best in every situation. That's one of the things I've learned in my profession. You want to go find oil in difficult places, so you want to make sure that you check all the data, all the facts, and then the uncertainties that you cannot fully manage. You have to just categorize them and make them as low as reasonably possible.
0: So okay, so we position, so it took it took six geographic tries to get that PhD. Tell me about that.
1: Yes, so um, I, I got into. Shell Oil Company in Nigeria, in Wari, Wari City. And then there was a Benin City where we have the University of Benin just one and a half hours drive away. So I started that program in Benin City in 1997 to get a master's in Petroleum Geology. And when I finished, I wanted to proceed to do a PhD in Geology. And I registered my supervisor, happened to be somebody that have some industry experience and he was willing to supervise me, but the HOD did not have that much agreement with him. So while we were still trying to work through that in 1999, 2000, to sort it out, I got posted out from Wari to Pohakot, another location of my company in Nigeria. So after resuming in Pohakot, which was now much farther away from University of been another four hours drive, So I couldn't continue that program. So that was the first attempt that I have to watch. The second attempt, I got to Port Harcourt, I settled down, and then I met the faculty and all the necessary people at the University of Port Harcourt. And they agreed that, yeah, this is a very viable project proposal I'm making and uh, I'm going to settle on the supervisor. Unfortunately, I was only in that place for one and a half years. So before we finalize my settlement with the supervisor, agreeing on the project topics and everything, I got posted to Shell Company in
0: Houston, Texas.
1: Okay, that was second attempt that got botched. When so I arrived, that's, Houston, that's
0: two down, right? Yeah, that's two down. We get everything set, and then we gotta move again.
1: Yes. So when I got to Houston in 2001 uh, March, I settled in within six months. So I now pick up. International Christian Institute and Graduate Studies. I wanted to do organizational leadership. So I started attending the classes and after one and a half years, the school was shut. Why? Because of 9-11. 9-11 happened and then there was a crackdown on international students in satellite campuses. The school I was attending in Houston was a satellite campus of uh, a school in Louisiana right, University of Louisiana. So they shut that down and I couldn't go to Beton Rouge from Houston or doing the program. So I have to stop that program. That's third attempt failed. Then I didn't, I, I now have about one and a half years left to spend in Houston before I have to return after my posting. So I went to University of Houston to pursue the doctoral program in geology. I completed the prerequisite courses over three semesters Put in my project proposal, and I defended the proposal before the departmental committee, and it was accepted. However, my wife became terribly ill 10 days after giving birth to our third child, and she was hospitalized for six weeks. So I have to manage three young children, ages five, three, and 10 day old, alongside my work commitment, hospital visits to look after my wife, So naturally, my doctoral program suffered another setback. And then we returned to Nigeria mid-2005 without me completing the program.
0: All right, so how how many attempts is that now?
1: That was the fourth attempt. That's the
0: fourth attempt out of six.
1: Yeah, Yeah. so we arrived in Lagos, which is another location of Shell Company in Nigeria. So that's the third location I've been working in Nigeria. So I went to the University of Lagos make assessment of progressing to do a PhD. And I found that they don't typically have a geoscience department. Geology was not offered, but a geophysics, which means you will have a specialization in physics. So that was another setback. The university that was close enough was at least two and a half, three hours drive away. And when you add traffic with that, that would make like four hours. So that is not feasible. So that gave me another challenge that I couldn't continue this program that's the fifth attempt that I've made that's not succeeded. So then, in 2009, I got another posting to the Sultanate of Oman in the Middle East. Shortly after settling to the job, I reached out to the Sultan Qaboos University for an opportunity to do a doctoral research in geology. I had a welcome acceptance by the faculty, especially with the sizable number of Nigerians that are faculty in that university, and with the experience I'm going to be bringing from industry. So after completing all required documentation, including my research proposal that showcased ample in- integration of industry and academia, I was informed that the Omani government's requirement will not allow a graduate, record, graduate student to have it on record that he's working full time. So this conundrum became another setback in my process. I have to drop the doctor since I was no man fully as an expert. So that is the sixth percent that went down. Number six.
0: So I'm i I'm l- Unlucky, do, unlucky
1: number six. I have to do a soul searching, right? I <laughs> say, what do I really want? How am I going to accomplish this since this consistent move all about is going to be hounding me. So while I was participating in African Union Committee, And also leading the Nigerian community in Oman as their chairman, organizing various programs, interfacing with our ambassador in Saudi Arabia, I became interested in public admin. So I explored the opportunity for an online doctoral research in public admin, which led me to register with Capella University in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I started the program in 2013, shortly before completion of my posting in Oman. So when I returned my family to Nigeria, I still continue the program since it's online. And thank goodness, thank to God, I completed it in 2018, I did my commencement and my research was converted into a book that is now available on Amazon, focusing on finding lasting solutions to the problem of sharing deep water gas wealth in Nigeria. So that is a PhD accomplished at the seventh attempt. I know what it
0: means. Seven, seven attempts. Yes. Um, that was one of the things, I mean, there's, there's a couple of bits in there uh, about that, that really, um, that stuck out to me when we were talking initially. Um, one of them was um, just your steadfast belief that this is something you were called to do. And if this is something you were called to do, then that's something you were going to accomplish because that's what God had simply asked you to do. Um, and I love that. I love that sort of that sense of um, this is important. If, it, if it's a calling, then it then it has to be seen through. Um, so that was one of the reasons we were really attracted to um, bringing you on board to to direct our campus coaching. Obviously, you've had the experience. You understand the difficulties and the tribulations and you understand the pressure that comes along with finishing an advanced degree because you quite literally live that experience. Um, and that which is understood need not be explained. And and so there's that there's that instant connection that's there. When you when you retired from Shell, you came back to the States um, and you felt another calling um, and you went back to school again, much more geographically successful this time. Um, <laughs> tell us because and, and, and again, it was that it was that intentionality. I think for me, it was that intentionality that threw me over the top, and said, this is my guy. This is the person that I want to, to bring on for the for this position. It wasn't, you know, you were you were eminently qualified before, but you went back and you you intentionally went back and got one more degree. What was it? Okay, so
1: after having a PhD in public admin, having a first and second degree in geology with 25 years technical experience, and I've been doing ministry piece and pieces with the Pentecostal church that I belong to. From the place that I come from in Nigeria, leadership has always been a challenge. So how are you going to be a differentiated leader in the workplace? People are going to trust your character, not only your competence. They're going to trust you with millions of dollars or with people to decide for. And they're going to be sure that you you take the decision from the heart without any compromise. So I looked at that scene and said, the best I could do, because I've heard about Dallas Theological Seminary before. that let me go to Dallas Theological Seminary and study Christian leadership so that I can make a difference in my leadership style. So I came in 2018, December, with my whole family, apart from wanting to give my American children the opportunity to have Western education. I came to do that Christian leadership course, which took two and a half years. The whole of 2019 the whole of 2020 and then half of 2021 we went through all the theology and then we went through all the Bible and then we put a layer of Christian leadership on top of that so, 72 hours. So,
0: that was that was that. that was that was the intentionality piece right that I want I, I understand leadership from a secular spe- perspective but if I'm going to lead within within the church I want I want to understand it from a christocentric. Standpoint, um, and then, like I said, I just, I just love your heart. Um, I love the fact that you are excited about this. And so now we've brought you on board as director of campus coaching. Um, give me a little bit, a little taste. Um, give the listeners a little taste of what is your vision for the next couple of years about how we're going to work with with our campus leaders, how we're going to grow, what we're going to do, all that kind of stuff.
1: Okay, I've had the passion to impact the younger generation. You know, having gone to school myself with community help. You know, we have six children, my mom, and the first four children who are ahead of me didn't really make it to college. So I was number five and I went to college with all manner of support here and there from community people. So my commitment had been right from when I started working to see how I can give back. And over the 25 years I've worked, I've always dedicated 10% of my income to help those younger people either get educated or get started in some vocational study. So when I saw what Grad Resources is doing, focusing on these 1% grad students that have the potential to impact industry, to impact the academia, to impact government, I found something that fits like a glove. So, I came in with that vision, that, well, this is a job to do to impact all this younger generation so that they can be the one that will change the culture and make a significant impact in the future. We currently have 13 campuses and we have leaders in those campuses, one leader. So my vision over the next five plus years is to see how we can first have a sustainable discipleship program in the campuses by having at least two to three leaders per campus. Not necessarily having that uh, leader uh, title, but I mean people who are interested so that they can come on that discipleship. And then growing from there to the top 100 top rated university campuses across the USA. In leadership development, in application of best practice, scalable solutions across these campuses, And I have a structured four semester program that I've kind of come up with as a discipleship program, whereby each semester we have like 30 to 35 minutes of discussion, 30 to 45 minutes of discussion of 10 weeks. So 30 to 45 minutes per week for 10 weeks per semester. So first focusing on the discovery, looking at, then going into the integration, how all the bits and pieces that you have picked here and there about God, about man, about the faith, how do you integrate them, have meaning for you? And then from there, we move on to growth. How do we begin to build on these and grow and develop into emotional emotional mature Christian with a mind to serve God, loving invitation of God. And then in the first semester will be like a kind of maturity and deployment. have you found the will of God for your life? How do you know that? How do you apply wisdom in the world that we have? How do you balance holiness and love in today's antagonistic environment? So I have that structure already put in place, which hopefully as we go ahead, we'll be gradually.
0: Yeah. I mean, so, you know, what, what we're talking about is, um, sort of this, we, we, we've had some discussions, um, what, what is it going to look like if we're going to take a student on a journey with us from the first time they hear about Christian grads fellowship to the moment they either you know, launch into business or academia or out into, into the corporate world or out into the government world. Um, and and that, that, that process we've talked about is sort of that discovery, um, you know, who we are, discovering your faith, sort of becoming aware that there's a God that loves you. And they specifically created you to do wonderful things. Um, The next step would be integration. How do we take this new faith that we found and integrate that into our academics Um, and then growth and launch? So, you know, those those that the plan that you've put together, one of the things that I really love about it is it sort of touches on all those all those pieces. Of you know the discovery, the integration of faith and academics, um, spiritual formation, evangelism, discipleship, leadership development, growth kind of stuff, and then launching right, meeting that next generation, transferring the organizational DNA back to the next generation behind you because we've only got three to five years with a graduate student, um, and then you know raising up that next generation of leadership. So you know we you've you've dev- des- designed this system around um, this process that we're putting in place. Um, you know, we, we, we talk about, we've spent a lot of time building the machine. Now we're turning it on and this is what it looks like to turn the machine on. Um, and so we're, I'm just, I, I'm super excited about how that all fits into sort of this journey we're taking students on over the course of three to five years. Um, what, um, what is it, what is it that you are, uh, you're hoping to see, um, let's say, you know, we can, we can, we can jump forward in, in time five years. Um, what do you want to see happening? In that in that three to five year span that you talked about.
1: Yeah, I would be grateful if I uh, have the level of commitment from all the student leaders that will begin to see tangible change in culture in the campuses, and then when they come out, we're going to see that they also are Christian leaders in their own right in the marketplace. Right? So it's I don't want a situation where we have one person, and after two years of mentoring, discipling, the heart and mind of Christ, he leaves and then that campus is in limbo, we have to start scrambling for another person. Yeah. I want something to be really continuous so that that momentum, once it's created, then we can use it to expand to other campuses. Right? So In another five years, I mean, we should, by God's grace, have up to 50 campuses that we're really active in, once this model that we're adopting now really works. So, I've put out uh, a survey whereby we want the leaders to actually vote whether they want it at 6 p.m. on Sunday or at 6 p.m. on Thursday for us to have this conversation. I want to make it a kind of conversation so that people will come and then be able to open up and really share the word of God. So I, I would also love a situation whereby we can find a way of inviting at least two more people to join those leaders so that. From the get-go, we have three people per campus. Uh, that, that's what I'm looking for.
0: Yeah, I think, I think three leaders per campus is ideal. I mean, we're talking about six, seven, 800 students at that point in time, um, which, is, which is how we, we have that, that outsourced multiplier effect. Um, we're going to take those you know, six, seven, 800 students and deploy them out into, into the culture. And, and we're really going to begin shaping the culture, not just on campus, but on, you know, on, on those three, business, government, and, and the academy. Um, we all know that, that the academy is upstream from mainline culture. And so as we begin to have a deeper impact on more campuses with more leaders and, and have a much more um, structured and intentional way of doing this, we should see that impact starting to hit at the campus level, which is really exciting. We're not just reaching graduate students for the sake of, uh, of having a ministry to them. We're equipping them to become culture changers. Um, and so in your mind, what does that look like if 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 you know, we, what does it look like if the campus is really genuinely changed, the culture of the campus is changed and impacted by what we do? What in your mind would that look like?
1: Yeah, you know, in Romans chapter two, verse four, Apostle Paul was able to tell the Christians in Rome that it is the kindness of God that has brought us to us. So I won't see a situation whereby those campus graphs that are Christians will show kindness to their fellow campus students who may not really have known the Lord. And through their kindness, they begin to say that oh, I want to know why you are so kind to me, even when I'm not that a nice person. So that would make them to really know the Lord, that will make them to really want to know why you are being nice to them. And that way you begin to change the culture. Because the campuses today are really so polarized. Right. So that's what I'm looking for. And that's what I think we can really achieve with this model
0: pushing forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, we can we can foster that 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 attitude of kindness and service. And we see we see lives change because of that. That is awesome. Um, you know, we are we're, we're bumping up on time here pretty quick. Um, what else? What else do you want our listeners to know about you, about your vision, about your hopes? Um, what is it What is it you really want to, what's the last thing you want to give us before we go? Uh, the last thing I want to give us is that I'm from a second culture.
1: And America is a great country that has great opportunities for everyone. I believe family. And I'm so 100% committed to this course. And I know we're going to succeed. There could be some challenges along the way if God has prepared me to find oil five kilometers in the ground in difficult places, and I know whatever challenge comes here, it's going to be a piece of cake for us. So I need your support, your cooperation, awesome. so that I can do this. Too.
0: Well, that is fantastic. Um, hey folks, we, you know, we, we appreciate you being listeners um, as you uh, as you continue to find uh, these podcasts and this kind of content helpful. Um, just want to remind you, we need you to do a couple of things. Uh, one is whatever app you're listening to us on, you can shoot a five-star rating on that. That just helps us uh, extend the reach. It doesn't do anything for us personally, but it just helps other people find the podcast. Um, the other thing you can do is you can head on over to christiangrads.org and you can make a donation there. It's only this kind of content is only available because we have really amazing partners like you. Um, so that is that is the podcast for today. I want you to invite us to uh, I invite you to come back and join us again next week. Uh, we will have another amazing podcast here for you. Um, in the meantime, uh, just know that you are loved and you can go in peace.